Welcome to Speak and Inspire, a podcast with short episodes to inspire you daily. Hi guys! So, as promised, we will be having our first question and answer portion here on my podcast. So, thank you so much for being here on my bonus episode. So, without any further ado, let's have our first question. Please listen. I would like to know, how did you um, get into uh, doing these three jobs? Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Alex, for asking that question. So, Alex is my friend from France. So, merci. Okay, <laughs> there. So, three jobs. Okay, well, most people have been asking me how I could manage doing different kinds of work. So, if you have known me for quite some time, most of my friends know how I value freedom. And if there would be someone who would impose rules, that would be myself only me okay this i don't really thrive in regular employment kinds of work i'm not against it but i just don't thrive in it so if you're interested to learn about self-employment freelancing business here are some basic tips and facts that i like you to know before you dive into this kind of lifestyle well this is the most common thing that i usually hear from people or i usually see when they do entrepreneurship on freelancing, self-employment, and such. You are your own boss. Sounds enticing, right? <laughs> okay. You work at flexible hours, right? You do what you want, correct? However, being your own boss doesn't mean that that would be very easy. Like, it's a bed of roses. <laughs> okay, it's not like that. But it's quite simple. And some people I know who jumped to entrepreneurship from employment had a huge adjustment because... No one's managing them. It will be all up to you. You are your human resource, your finance, your operations, marketing, and so much more. So for others, this might seem a lot of work. For me, it's very exciting because it pushed me to a different level of time management. While it's true that you can also do other things that you want to do, like working out, going to places with more freedom than a 9-to-5 grind, don't fall into the trap of not being disciplined with this, especially if your resources are limited. To some, they feel overwhelmed because they have all the 24 hours in the day to, to do their stuff. But sometimes because of that, they tend to do things which are unnecessary. To those who started freelancing, have you ever felt this? Like, oh, I have so many time in the world. What I do, just to share with you my experience, is when I work, I treat it as if I am an employee of my own company. Focus is a very important factor in getting things done and loving what you do too. When you're focused, you don't get distracted, you can deliver fast, and you know, you can do other things after that. I used to be a very distracted person before, okay? (laughs) I felt like when I do different tasks simultaneously, I accomplish a lot. But there's a myth to that. It's not true, okay? Let me create an episode about the myth of multitasking. But anyway, when you do something, make that time sacred. That's what being mindful taught me too. Like, I am in this moment. I will enjoy what I'm doing right now. Same goes with other things, like talking to people, eating, even with working. Doesn't mean we don't take breaks because breaks are important too. Because it gives your brain some rest. Now, as you see this structure, all boils down into proper time management. When someone tells me, I want to do this, I want to do that, 
But I don't have time, Jesse. I don't have time. Okay, I strongly believe that we can make time if something is important. Say, for example, I love podcasting. I know this is not my paid work, but I make time because it's part of my personal growth. So instead of thinking too much about, okay, I think I'm gonna start this when I have a vacation, I quit from work, etc., I think things change. Like, We are faced with constant evolution, so there are people who regret not doing things because they haven't decided on it. In any case, I would stop podcasting, I would never regret it. I I would say, well, at least I experienced it and that's what matters. But don't worry, I'm not gonna stop, okay? I love talking to my microphone. But my point is, instead of thinking too much, if you're gonna start it or not, the fact that it crossed your mind, that you want it, you want to try it, why not just try it? So also just remember, discipline, focus, or shall we say mindfulness, those are the things that you must develop to make this kind of work, not feel like work. And as you go on to your journey, you will feel like you are progressing every day. Okay, so I hope that helped Alex. Let's go to the next question. Someone want to start to create content on social media, what would you recommend, recommend or advise to them? Where should they start? Okay, nice. So this is a question from my dear friend from Venezuela. Muchas gracias por preguntar sobre redes sociales, mi amiga. (laughs) Muchas gracias. Okay, so how do we start creating content in social media? Let me share with you how I started because I can definitely preach based on my experiences. So before I used to do different kinds of work, I keep on sharing with you on my other episodes. And I started to involve myself in social media because, hello, Philippines, we're like very social people. And there are lots of social media users here. It's like, if you don't have it, you don't exist. (laughs) Okay, it's like that in here. So before Facebook and Instagram became a trend or boomed, I already had an account. Perhaps because of my love for exploring the online world. One side of me is I love learning about technology. I never even realized that I could have projects such as creating websites and chatbots for a business because I really maximize the technology in whatever I do. Anyway, so I love posting photos of food, beauty products, the usual stuff, you know, the usual stuff people love. And when I post something, I post it with passion. (laughs) Okay, I post it with passion. I would like my audience to know that this is something we're trying for, it's a good experience, and stuff like that. And then on one occasion where I was doing a food tour to some people, I met bloggers and vloggers, in short, creators, and they were like eating for free and sharing their content online. Wow, that that's kind of heaven for me because I want to eat for free. <laughs> and I asked, I asked them, how did you guys start? The same way you guys are asking me right now. And they told me, Well, just choose what you want to share to your audience and create posts about it. Seems very general, but let me break that down for you. First of all, identify your niche. So your niche should be a mixture of what you are good at and what you're passionate about. It's not just about something you're passionate about, but you're not good at it, but it can be also a way for you to develop that specific thing. So this helped me a lot because before I realized I am good at so many things, but I don't really like them. So, and if you've been following me since the day I started, you see transitions on my contents. I used to post reviews on beauty products, food, but later on I realized that um, it's not really my long, long-term thing, though I still love them. 
and it's also a great journey for self-discovery, as I've mentioned. Now, my niche is more on personal growth, which I can connect to my other endeavors, such as my entrepreneurial journey, me as an educator, and so much more. And I would say I would love talking about this for the rest of my life. So when you identify your niche, it's okay if you cannot say that this is what you love for the long run. But you just have to start, you know. I started because I want to experience, I want to try something new, and this might be a good training ground if I found a thing that I would love to talk about, which I know, I already know right now. So, for example, you might be creating content on the latest gadget reviews right now, but later on you realize you want to talk about graphic design, and that's completely fine. It's a process of self-discovery, and I'm sure your audience would love to see that as well, or your audience might change too. So, it doesn't matter. So when you start, just choose a, a starting point. Second tip that I'll be giving you is to probably choose a platform. I started to utilize Facebook, but since I realized that I really love graphics and creating one, I made use of Instagram more. And I focus on Instagram as a platform and learn tips and tricks as well. So whatever I post here, I just connect to Facebook so my audience there can still see it and get updated. I used to have more followers on Facebook before, or I mean Facebook likes, I mean, but my growth on Instagram um, became faster. I also used to have a YouTube channel. <laughs> it's so funny, but I'm not really comfortable in doing videos that time. And it was a tedious task for me to edit it because I really wanted to look good. Like, hey, I won't upload this if this is not perfect, something like that. It takes too much of my time. So I just make use of Instagram stories. TikTok is a challenge, but I'm trying <laughs> because it's really raw and I don't have to do much preparations. I was also very visible before on LinkedIn, probably because of business. I even got featured in an article, <laughs> but I'm going back there soon. But I decided to just take some break on other platforms because I'm growing this one right now on Instagram. And when you choose a platform, focus on just one or two. Grow it before you move to another because the thing about being present in all platforms is that it loses the quality of content that you are producing or say for example one one thing i post on facebook one thing i post on instagram on linkedin the contents or the way you would deliver it would differ per platform right so each platform has a different strategy on how you produce a content youtube is for videos just for videos you don't need like long captions in there as compared to instagram where you can you know say your heart out <laughs> okay now once you grow the audience on one platform it would be easy to ask them to follow you to other platforms so in short engage and build a community still challenging for me right now is this one because sometimes i don't have all the energy to reply to dms and such but i'm trying and trying guys so please bear with me or also you can try to experiment on the platform see what works best for you and then once you start creating contents, be consistent. Most platforms favor people who consistently post and engage, and that increases your visibility. Now, if you're like me who finds it difficult to post every single day, okay, to think of a caption every single day, I make use of applications to auto post for me. So sometimes the, the posts you see in, in here on my Instagram are posts I've created for the whole month. I plan it in advance. I create the captions in advance because I have other work to do and I have like more accounts to manage. And so 
I just spend some time on Instagram stories and to comment on posts on, you know, my free time. Okay, so let's go to the last question. We just we will just accommodate three questions for this bonus episode. Every bonus episode will just accommodate three questions, don't worry. I put out Instagram story stickers that you can try to ask me in there and I will be glad to answer it from there. Hi Jazzy, Jen here from whoishe.ph. I have two questions for you. First, um, did you experience obsessing over likes or comments, like equating them to success? This is in relation to your previous episode on social media and social comparison. And if yes, how did you overcome um, using those metrics as uh, determinants of if you're successful as a creator or not? And next is, what's your main mantra or affirmation as a creative or brand developer? Please share with us, your listeners. Okay, that's all. Good luck on your next episode and excited, looking forward to it. Good luck. Okay, so thank you so much, Jen. So Jen's my colleague before when I was working in a Japanese company. And yeah, we have more questions about creating content. So people are getting interested to create value here on social media. Oh, please follow her at whoishe.ph. Okay, she also have a podcast. It's very insightful. I also listen to her. She gives valuable content on mental health. Plus, I love her graphics too. It's really nice. She's very creative. So, likes or comments equal to success. And if yes, how do I overcome it? Okay, so it must be frustrating for some starting creators who are just building their audience to get likes, comments, and such. However, Instagram algorithm is more than that. I posted recently on my other or, or, or on my Instagram stories about the definition of these metrics and what does it say about your content. And let me share with you my journey with these metrics, okay? Before when I post lots of photos with myself on Instagram like lifestyle, fashion, those kinds of things, you know, I realized, hey, this gets lots of likes. But I realized later on what I, what do I get from getting lots of likes by showing my face or my look? Validation that I look good, that I look pretty, and I look beautiful, I look gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I know that already. <laughs> but here's the thing. I post a good photo of myself and I put a caption to it in an attempt for people to read it. However, sometimes people don't read. They scroll and see they like if it's appealing, right? I'm sure you do that too. Can you relate to that? <laughs> and I do that too. The time when I check the caption is when the first two line caught my attention and the graphics caught my attention too. Now, if it's a photo of my good looking friends, well, I would just like the photo because I support my friend and I like her look, I like his look, something like that. I would even comment at times. And so when I was posting other things without my face before, this was before, I realized people are not liking it much. <laughs> okay, so they like my my face. Should I just post my face on? I mean, I don't even love taking lots of photos about myself. Like sometimes it makes me feel like, why do I have to let people know that I look good? I don't need to. Okay, I mean, I know it already. <laughs> okay, anyway, kidding aside. 
all I want is to inspire people to be a better version of themselves. So I thought that maybe we can tweak that. After watching countless YouTube of my favorite Instagrammers and seeing how they put content, they don't even put much selfies and stuff like that. And I know I'm not the kind of person too. I learned what, what, what matters is how you put your content. I love more how my brain works than, than my face. That's why. Okay. So I started creating graphics that people can learn from carousel posts, videos, and such in a way that when they see this on their feed, they would stop to read. Okay. I want people to read exactly. Okay. So when you create your content graphics, captions be clear with your CTA or let me let's call that call to action if you want them to read your caption tell them okay read the caption below something like that okay if you want them to swipe on your carousel post please do so if you want to ask their opinion ask them comment below for your insights now there are new creators who, who don't have a defined audience yet so you might do some work here for example, your goal for a post is for them to comment and engage. Now, you might want to ask your friends their opinion about the thing that you posted and ask them a favor on commenting on your post. Some of us are just afraid to ask people like, hey, can you share your insights about my post? I would appreciate if you comment on it. As simple as that, some of us are afraid to do so because you guys might feel shy or something. But anyway, that's one thing that you can do. I do this with some close friends and they appreciate that. Now, once they commented, other people would get curious because people are commenting. Now, this is the time that your real audience might pop up and get interested in the work that you are doing. I used to do this before when I was starting and now I don't need much work to do that because people are more actively engaging. So I hope you're getting that. Now, one technique also follow people on the same niche why because when you follow them you can show up in the suggestion that people you may know part I'm, I'm sure you can see that on instagram so i'm talking here on instagram okay about instagram and then when others follow their accounts they can show up in there and then keep on engaging on other accounts in the same niche too because i as a creator i build a community by checking other accounts as well now going back to the metrics okay let me share the metrics with you Likes would equate to the contents that people appreciate. Comments would build up the engagement or it shows your relationship with the audience. The shares would then increase your visibility to other people who might not know you. And the saves would determine that your content is valuable and people can learn from it. And we don't say one metric is better than the other. It's they have their own purpose. Now, each post I make has different objectives. So if you have studied marketing, like when you create an advertisement that has a campaign objective, same with your post. I feel truly happy when I get lots of saves from graphics I created because it means people want to read them later on or share it. And that's my purpose. Or maybe put that in their PowerPoint. I don't know, because I do that. I mean, I want to make social media an educational platform too. So when I learn something here, I share it to my students. Now. Even if I don't get lots of likes from that content, but I got saved shares, depending on my objective, I would appreciate it. Now, do I get frustrated? Not so much because whenever I see a decrease in the content metric, it just means that I needed to improve on something. Say, I must make this more colorful, more shareable, more informative, more attractive. And for photos with my face, I should create a better caption so people would read. And I kind of evolved on that because I saw some photos of my face with people saving it and liking it 
at the same time before I just get like oh 300 400 400 likes for this and it's like people just like it nothing more it's just likable but you see they're getting value from the captions that I put together with my face and I love to see that it means that they appreciate my face and they learn from my captions isn't that wonderful usually I get around 100 500 likes in a photo I guess 500 is kind of big enough because recently the Instagram algorithm would make you post consistently for you to really show up in the feed anyway there was one photo I got I got likes less than 100 and I was kind of curious like why isn't isn't this nice um it's a carousel pose I, oh it, it's about the book recommendations if you saw my profile now what I realized is that I, this got got lots of saves as compared to my photo which got 500 plus likes I mean that doesn't even get any saves i mean why would someone save my face right <laughs> and that's perfectly fine i mean probably part of my audience don't read books and they're not my target and those who like my photo with my face probably follows influencers celebrities and stuff like that so it shows up to them and that's how we make our content vary it depends on your purpose i want my content to be personalized and authentic like it shows me so i really have to show my face and share my thoughts as well so i create a mixture of informative contents and entertaining ones too because there might be audiences who are not into my content yet but when they see the the entertaining part they might learn from it too right so metrics as i've mentioned are your basis for your improvement it can give you insights on the type of audience that engage engages with you so never ever equate it with success anyway well you can use it okay as a basis but success is success is different from person to person it's also not about the followers i got like six thousand plus followers but sometimes they fall off and it doesn't matter because the right people will see your content if you consistently build it and you don't passively do that you engage too learn how to use the proper hashtags and what i really did is i searched for a person that i want to look up to in terms of content creation and i learned from them like how they do it and oh here are my inspirations let me just share with you we have vanessa lau i really love her content so much pixie stock alicia yeah melissa wells dr nicole lipera from the holistic psychologist oh her contents are very informative i even shared my, with my students when we have psychology class and so much more and one thing common about them they don't just talk about themselves they talk to people while sharing their experiences and so connecting with that with my mantra or affirmation every time i create contents i want to create share and inspire i'm sure you saw this on my tagline on my personal blog just jesse just share and inspire and on my other accounts we create and inspire because i love inspiring people inspiration creates hope possibilities it makes us embrace limitless growth like when i get inspired i know there's more to what i can do right now and i want other people to feel that too i know it's not that easy to inspire others but i definitely hope to help in small ways oh and just a side comment one of my favorite affirmation in general is i am unlimited and infinite and every morning i meditate and affirm how abundant i am in all aspects of my life so there you go thanks so much alex carla and jen for asking me those questions thank you so much for trusting me on you know giving giving a response to that i'm sure some of this might not be accurate for you but answers appear when you go and experience it
trust your self-discovery. So see you on my next episode. If you love this podcast, visit my website justjessie.com for more insights to inspire. Follow and share this podcast if it helped you. Thank you and see you on our next episode.